and welcome to the Norwegian edition of the Gamble Betting Podcast. I'm Greg Browning and tonight, as always, our man in Levanger, David Weatherston. How are you doing, David? Yeah, doing very well, thank you. Uh, how, how, how are the Norwegian people after their narrow 2-1 win at home to Georgia on <laughs> Tuesday night? Yeah, yeah, they struggled, struggled through. Um, yeah, obviously there's some negativity about, but a lot of positivity around a couple of the players, particularly 18-year-old Antonio Nusa, who really made a big impression at left wing. Looks like one wanted for the future. Very good. 2-0 up after half an hour, I think they were. And I was counting out the winnings for my Norway to score three. Yeah. And they yeah. were paid back to 2-1 with a minute to go. And I think uh, Georgia had a really good chance late on to make it 2-2, which would have been unthinkable. So still within a chance of qualifying, but a bit to do, don't they? Yeah, I just can't see them winning all their games. Um, they'd have to win all their games, and I think Scotland would need to lose all their games, which I just I can't see happening. But back to domestic football, obviously nothing last week. Um, we're very much now into the kind of final third of the season, match day 21 in the Elite Azeri. And I know, I know a few sides have played 21 matches so far, but ultimately match day 21, and it's neck and neck at the top of the table. It's, yeah, what a season we're having right now. 45 points, Bode Games and Viking. 42 points, Tromsø. Everyone's played 20 at the top. So, uh, yeah, three points separating the top three. And then Molda, just, just about Hanging still in, in the, the title area. race. Yeah, 37 points. So, eight points behind the top two, but just about hanging in. I'm pretty sure that they've got still um, to play the top two as well. Um, in the run-in, so... A long way yeah. to go, yes, there's 30 yeah. points. There, there still is, yeah. A long, long way uh, to go. Also, uh, I mean, I mean, Bode Gleams and Molde have both got European commitments coming up starting this week, so um, Bode Gleams got uh, a tough group, Club Bruges, um, Besiktas and Servet, I think it was, of um, from Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, Molde, um, who did Molde get? I can't even can't even remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Karabakh from Kazakhstan. Um, so they've got a long trip. Leverkusen, that's right, Leverkusen. So Victor Boniface has been unbelievable for Leverkusen this season. In fact, Victor Boniface, while, while we're on him, just one player of the month in the Bundesliga. Two seasons ago, he was playing for Bode Glimps and we were singing his praises. So, yeah, um, Leverkusen coming to Molde and also Haken of uh, Sweden. So, uh, yeah, pretty t- some tough groups for for the two of them. And I think as well, you, you know my thoughts, David, on sides playing in Europe on a Thursday night and playing on a Sunday. It doesn't work. It doesn't work for a lot of the top sides in Europe struggle. And it'd be very fascinating to see how these sides adapt at the business end of the season as well. Yeah. Um, Trying try to get points on, on the Sunday after some pretty grueling games on the Thursday night. But at the, at the bottom, David... Olesund, still detached. I tell you what, though, they absolutely love a corner. <laughs> they really do. They delivered for us again um, last time out at home to Lillestrøm. I think they hit eight in, in, in that match. But they've got a bit of a mountain to not a mountain to climb, but they really need to start picking up points if they avoid the drop, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they're really struggling. Forty-eight goals conceded in twenty-one games, just fourteen scored. Yeah, they're getting corners, but they've not learned how to how to take them. Obviously, it's been um, it's been a, a tough season, and I, I I can't see them getting out of it. I don't think they're good enough. I mean, we've seen bigger surprises, but I just I just can't see. It. I just don't I don't think they've got the players uh, to get out of it. 
Yeah, six point gap, seven point gap, and you're not playing well is a, a big gap, isn't it? Yes, yes, and they they're just not winning games. They've only won three games all season. They've lost sixteen. I mean, if you're not winning, you could at least try and draw some. But yeah, they've only lost twice. Only drawn twice. Uh, sixteen defeats. It's just yeah, it, it's not good enough. And I think I just think it's it's looking like it's inevitable at this stage. Yeah, I would say so. But this weekend though, we've got three games on Saturday, five games on Sunday, and we've had some movement, David, in the manager market. We have. We have uh, English listeners who enjoy the Premier League will be happy to hear that Bob Bradley has uh, has come to Norwegian shores. Um, Bob Bradley is taking over at Stabak. It's actually his uh, second spell at the club. He was there for a couple of years in uh, 2014 and 15, where he, in fairness, had a really, really good spell. Um, took uh, Stabak to third place in the league and uh, a place in the Europa League. So, yeah, not. I don't know if they didn't get to the Europa League uh, group stage, but yeah, they qualified for the Europa League uh, qualifiers in third place in the league, which was really, really good going for Stabak. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it got some history there, but he's coming back to try and save them after um, Lars Bihinen got the sack um, just before the international break, and um, Stabak needs something because their form has been absolutely horrendous. And to be fair, Stabak, they've changed the manager at the right time. There's still plenty of points to play for. Yeah. They're very capable of getting out of the situation they're in. They're only two points adrift of yeah. you know thirteenth place for Orenga, so and I've got a game in hand as well. So Yeah, they have got a massive week coming up basically. So well not this week, but the, the following week they play a game. They play Tromsø home sorry, they play Olesund away, they play Tromsø home, they play Hamcam home and they play Lelistrom home four games in a row. Four very winnable games, you would say, and games that they would have to, to, you'd think they'd have to take sort of like seven to nine points from those four games to, to give themselves a chance. We'll see how they get on. We'll see. Uh, we discussed before the podcast, David, it's a pretty tricky card this week, isn't it? It's pretty tricky. Yeah. First game back after the international break, which I'm always quite weary about. Normally, we, we go through every match in detail in the latest area, but I think we're going to pick out kind of two or three of the matches that we like look of the most. On the Saturday, nothing really jumping out for me. We've got Haugesund at home to Viking, Molda at home to Odd, and Sandefjord at home to Strums Godset. None of those matches really appeal to me. I think obviously Viking is 7-10 to 10 away from home is a bit short. They'll be very popular though, given how well they've done this season. And Molda, you'd have to say, look, kind of home bankers at one to three, don't you? Yeah, it's tough. Like I mean, you've got two odd on odds on teams. Speaking about how good is never an easy place to go, but they have changed the manager as well. They've got a sort of temporary manager and a thirty-seven year old. I don't, I don't know anything about him. Um, so he, yeah, he's going to take over. It'll be interesting to see how they do. But Viking one point seven. Yeah, it's very short away from home. Although. Yeah, you would fancy them to win. As you say, Molde at home, really sure, probably deserved. I think they'll win comfortably against Odd. Um, I think that break will have done them good as well. Um, Molde and then, if, yeah, Sandefjord, Sims Godset, just hard to call. Sandefjord are very up and down. Sims Godset, um, their away form's actually been not bad. I think they've won three yeah. out of the last five away. Um, so 2.87 for Sims Godset looks okay, but then at the same time, you just don't know what Sandefjord's going to turn up. They could turn up and put five past them, or they could be absolutely hopeless. So, yeah, it, it, tough tough to call Saturday's games. And I think, um, yeah, as you say, it's just a tough card in general. I find it quite difficult to, to find, find mm-hmm. uh, bets here. Sunday, though, a different story. And there's obviously a couple of games we both like to look of. Let's start off with Sarpsborg v Lostrum. I, I think a match that we kind of both highlighted in our um, note-taking for tonight's podcast. 
Sarsborg, obviously, very good side to back for corners, David. They've won 13 of their last 15 corner match bets, <laughs> which is sensational. And you've got an angle here on Sarsborg corners. Yeah, I mean, I was desperate to get on the corners again. I think the last time out, I think, was when they were away at Bran. And I had them on the race to three and also the to hit five. And that happened. Yep. Both of those happened. I think they hit, got a corner in the last minute to get, get a fifth one. Um, so, yeah, Sarsborg's corners have just been unbelievable this season. They, they keep winning the match, but as you say, they won at Brand, they won at home to Tromso, they won at Odd, they won at home to some squad set. So that's the last four games. They weirdly got battered off Sandefjord in both corners and in the match 5-1. But, yeah, apart from that, they've pretty much won all their corner match, but it's, as you say, and against Lelistrom at home, I think they'll be I think they'll be out to do it again. Lelistrom, last year Lelistrom were a big, big corner team, but um, yeah. since, um, since the new manager's taken over, which was about what, five games ago or something. They've not been great. They've lost. Um, they've lost three of the last four on the corner match bets, um, and and pretty tight games. And, and against opposition that's not like all the students from Scotland, um, Tromsø, they've lost lost all those corner match bets. So I think I think they'll lose this one. And the angle that I've gone for is the Asian Asian handicap. So the Asian handicap set at minus one. For Sarpsborg, so if they win by one corner, you get your money back. If they win by more than one, then your 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 money's in, and that's um odds of one point nine seven five, so just short of evens for your minus one point zero in the Asian handicap corners for Sarpsborg. Yeah, it's a nice angle. In my notes before we spoke, I just had down Sarpsborg to win the corner match bet at eight to eleven, but I do like to look at the minus one on the Asian line gives you a bit of security as well, and like you say, just a shade below evens. And again, obviously, as you say, hitting some really good numbers, Sarpsborg, double figures in quite a few games. I think looking back across their last six or seven games, mm. 11, 5, 10, 10, 8, 8 and 4. So hitting pretty good numbers and yeah, this looks like a really, really strong shout. Yeah, and to hit 6, they're, they're 4 or 5 to hit 6, which I think looks really good as well. I think in terms of the other games, David, for me, Rosenborg at home to a glint, you would say, should have been a match of the day in the latest area. And Rosenborg having a pretty dreadful season, to be fair. And Boda Glimt cannot keep a clean sheet. Um, no clean sheet in six now for them. And when you look back across the matches, I'm keen to understand, David, what on earth happened in their 4-4 draw with Hamcast <laughs> last, last time out. I've, I've never seen a game like it. Yeah, uh, yeah, 2-0 down. Um and at half time, uh, really struggling to, to get anything going. And then they came out the second half, they were brilliant. Pellegrino scored two, Patrick Berg scored two absolute beauties. Um, looked like they were cruising at 4 2. And then, um, yeah, just a couple of corners for Hamcam. And the uh, first one broke the edge of the box, deflected shot went in. And then the second one was just a, the keeper was just really weak. Um, got out jumped by a defender right on his goal line almost but yeah which is one of those days um, I think Hamcam had around one XG while Bode Grinch was about <laughs> three and a half um, the so, score yeah, went was, well for us though because we'd be both back yeah, Hamcam uh, corners and you can imagine my mental state at half time David when yeah. it's up Hamcam in the match <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I think I think Hamcam had three shots in target if, I'm, if I remember right um, and four goals which is uh, obviously a nice um, 
anomaly. But yeah, it was just one of those days that everything seemed to go in for them when they went forward. But Bode Glimt, as you say, yeah, conceding too many goals. And I think the keeper, Nikita Heiken, has been really poor this year. I don't think he's... Uh, He's covered himself in glory, and although their attacks looked solid defensively, they haven't haven't been yeah, as good just, as. Just going back through the last five games, four v Hamcam, they conceded one against Haugesund in a win, lost the Viking and lost that match, lost two against Tromsø and lost that match, and they lost two against Sandefjord in a match that they won. So they've only won two of their last six games. Mm. Um, as I say, no clean sheet in six. There's been 24 goals scored in their last four away matches. Now, that's six goals a game, David. That's a lot of goals in the last four matches. Did you go to Perth Academy? You know it. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> what I would say, though, is this season away from home, Bode Glimt are scoring goals and on a regular basis. They've hit two or more goals now on the road in nine of their ten away games. And it's hard to imagine them not scoring at least one or two goals here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think I think the rest will have done them good as well. The same as Molde. They've been playing a lot of sort of midweek games. Um a couple of weeks off. They didn't have too many away in international duty. Um so yeah, I think I think I think they'll be strong this weekend. Both Rosenberg coming off the back of a really bad result against Tromsø. Yeah. They were really, really poor up there as well. So yeah. I can't what I can't see is I can't like last year Rosenberg when they played Bodegle, they just sat in and they tried to counter against them. I can't see this manager doing the same thing at home at Lerkendal. I just don't think he'll do it. Um, so what I think, I'm hoping, and I think we will get, is a, is a good open game with two teams two teams uh, attacking. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Looking over the last kind of 10 meetings, eight of them have delivered at least four goals. Uh, last season, 3-2, 3-2, 2-2. Um, and they'll know on a 4 0. So, over the last two seasons, there's been lots of goals scored in this fixture. Having a look at the line, the over 2.5 obviously is pretty short at 4 to 9, but I have to say it's a pretty solid 4 to 9, and I'd be stunned if there wasn't at least three goals in this game. Looking at the Asian line, and I know David, you're a massive fan now of the Asian mm, line, yeah. um, over 3 and a, over three and 3.5 is a shade below evens. So yeah. there has to be four goals to win the bet, but if there's three goals scored, you get half your state back. Yeah. So that's also an angle to look at as well. But I do fancy this goal, this game for goals, and I do think we'll see both sides score. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's it looks like a good game, and it looks like uh, should be game of the weekend. Whether or not the Rosenberger are as good as they used to be, I still think this is game of the weekend. And it'd be rude of us not to mention Tromso. At home to Hamcam. Yeah, absolutely. Tromso, 11 to 20. What a season Tromso have had. We were sitting here match day 5, match day 10, match day 15 going, when's the Tromso title train going to fade and crash? Mm. And they're still right up there, three points behind the top two and very much in the title race, which is phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. They've been absolutely brilliant. Four wins out of the last five. Um, good win over Rosenborg last time. Bouncing back from a really bad defeat to Sarpsborg. And I think, the good thing about it is as well, there's a lot of young players in this team who, yeah, I think maybe he wouldn't expect it to be playing. Like Guy Roms, Napoleon Romsos and, and Pantsil and Opsal and it's just full of good young talent. And that's that's I think that's the most exciting thing about it, that they, they're doing it and also doing it in the right way. Interestingly, I'm just looking now, Hamcam are four to five to hit three corners here. So they're massive outsiders. Yeah, do you know what they're in great form? 
Yeah, uh, they are. They've taken seven points out of the last three games, including a games against Rosenborg and Bodeglimt. So, yeah, they're in good form and they'll be going up with confidence. I think that looks like a great shot. And I have to say, I think the next match is the epitome of the bookies looking at the league table and pricing up the corners, ma- the corners markets purely based on the league table. So we'll move on to the, the last game of the weekend in the league is Arian David's Volarenga at home to Olesund on Sunday night at 6.15 UK time. Now, Volarenga 9-20, I do think Volarenga will win this. Yeah. I think they'll have enough at home to get the job done, but I don't really care what the score is, but Volarenga, <laughs> uh, corners though, I have to say... Yeah. Even money to hit four. Yeah, brilliant. Now, when you look back across all Olsen's games, they have hit eight or more corners now in their last five games. They've hit 10, yeah. 8, 10, 9 and 8. This is a team bottom of the league. 45 corners in their last five matches. 10 at Bran, 9 v Rosenborg, and we're getting even money on them to hit four here in a match. Yeah. They really have to try and get some points from. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Qu- quite an easy one for me, this. Um, Olsen to hit four corners uh, even money. Just t- twice in the last uh, seven, 16 games or something, they haven't hit four. They hit a three against Bran and they hit a two against Lelystrom. So, yeah, I mean, it's an unbelievable price for that uh, to hit four. Again, it's, it's a match from which I think we'll see corners, uh, match corners as well. Obviously, the line's set above 11.5. Volaring are pretty decent at home for corners. Um, five or more now in six of their last eight. Um, they're hitting six or seven corners a game at home, Volarenga. So I do think this is primed for match corners, but it's hard to ignore the the Olesund, um corners train at even money. As I said last time in the podcast, they were very similar to Bill Sheena from Belarus, yeah. who were bottom yeah. of the um, Belarusian Premier League. We're getting battered every week, but they were hitting some terrific numbers for corners and every chance we'll see them hit four again on Sunday. Yeah, that looks like a great shot. So that leaves us... Th- into the Obisligan, Davids. Now, the Obisligan is very exciting in terms of the top. Fredrikstad have a six-point lead, and they are looking primed for promotion as champions as it stands. But the chasing pack, though, you've probably got, what, six sides below them, all with a chance of going up as well? Yeah, it's, it's very tight. I think it kind of looked like Fredrikstad and Kongsvinger were going to be the two, but Kongsvinger have not quite pushed on since the summer. And yeah, it looks very tight. Koffa have been good uh, in the second half of the season. Start have kind of been there all season, hanging about. Songdal, Christensen, Dranheim. Even Brina, maybe? Can, they're, can, they're flying this time, Brina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Brina will get into automatic, but if Brina can get themselves into the playoffs, you never know. Um, but yeah, it looks a really good battle for that. I think Frederickstad they strengthened really well in the summer, got in some really good attacking options, and it's left them in a, a really good position. And I'd be surprised now if they if they manage to, to mess this up. Their form is pretty solid, and yeah, they um, they have some probably the best striker striking uh, force in the league. And Frederickstad had a pretty rough time, with it, didn't they? They were down in Division Two a couple of seasons ago, weren't they? Yeah, they the way. I mean, it's a big club, Fredrikstad. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a proper stadium they've got down there, and, and really just, I think um, it's just been a matter of time before they've managed to get themselves back up into the top, the top, um, top league again. And I think it's it's probably a good thing. I think it is a, a club that's well supported, and um, if you just even just like just look at their their history, they have 
they, they have won the title before um, a long time ago. But um, yeah, the, the last time they won it was the 60s. But um, yeah, Paul was about been, then, I think. Paul was still about then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's a proper proper big club. And, and even the, they were runners up in the, in the latest season in 2008. Um, so as recent ago as 15 years, they were the yeah. second best team in Norway. So yeah, I think I think it's going to be a good to have them back. Well, it's going to be a fascinating last start of the season, especially for promotion. In terms of relegation, if there's any Shahid fans listening to the podcast, apologies. They'll be playing Division Two football next season. They are not mathematically relegated yet, but very much will be planning for next year. Two wins in 22 matches. Yeah. Very poor. They've completely lost uh, lost all hope now, and I think uh, I think that's reflective in the results. But another two sides, though, who I guess again massively disappointing this season. Year for one of them, and beyond Allen, two sides who you'd probably be expecting to be pushing at the top end of the table, both struggling at the bottom end. Yeah, Mjöndalen especially. I think I thought Mjöndalen would be decent this year in the boss. I thought they would be able to bounce back. But yeah, they've been absolutely terrible. <laughs> they've been absolutely <laughs> terrible. Um, second bottom. Level on points with Hood and Osana, but yeah, in a, in a huge, huge battle now to not drop down to the second um, division, which would be a disaster. And I think um, Yerv... Yeah, yeah, ever since the summer, I've just completely lost their way and um, they're getting dragged into that relegation battle as well. But you do have one bet you fancy from the Obus League and Davids and that involves the league leaders. It does. Um, Frederikstad are, yeah, they're in great form and they're 1.75 to win at home to Songdal this weekend, which, um, which I think is a fair price. But um, they are... Four to five or one point eight to score two two goals. Um and yeah, in a home game, I think I can see them yeah, I can see them scoring plenty of goals against Sondal. So if, if just a, looking at their previous home games, they've won they've won now um six out of the last seven, eight um seven out of the last eight home games. They've won um they scored one they won one 0 last home game, so that's obviously not not ideal, but four one, two one uh, 4-0, 3-1 and 2-1 that's um, that's their last six wins at home so I think yeah, I think to score two goals against a Songdell team who have just maybe dropped off the form a little bit, they lost yeah. at home to Ranheim uh, last time out, 2-1 before that they beat Scheid, but we can maybe count that out um, since Scheid are so poor, um, they lost 3-0 at Rauphoss um, drew 3-3 at home to Kongsving yeah, and, and before that lost 2-0 at start, so the last five fixtures have been pretty poor, their forms dropped off, meanwhile Fredrikstad's forms peak, uh, peaking at the right time and I think um, 1.8 to score two goals for Fredrikstad looks like a really good price Yeah, I totally agree, G- given the form Fredrikstad are in, any side top of the league in that form to get 4-5 and to score two at home um, very much will be on yeah, I mean, they've really strengthened their attack in the, in the summer with Oscar Aga and uh, Sandra Sulbach. Uh, Sandra Sulbach, and uh, I think he's just, yeah, I think they're I think they're really uh, the best team in the league and, and looking set for that first place. And just one other match that kind of takes my fancy, it's something that I shared on the channel, God, about eight days ago now. The international <laughs> break has given us a really good chance to look at the um, up-and-coming fixtures, but I'm big on Osana at home to Hood. 
um, Osana, who struggled massively this season, but definitely a resurgence there at the moment. They've now won four of their last six games, which is fantastic. But it's their whole form that really stands out, David. Unbeaten in five now, and they've won their last three games. So it's win, 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 draw, draw at home for them, for Osana. Uh, they've scored two or more goals in six of their seven games in Bergen. And I think they can see off a Hood side who, although they're in decent form, Hood, they don't travel well. And I just think at the moment, the momentum's with Osana. Uh, a really comprehensive 3-1 win at Shade last time out. Now, Osana don't travel well, but from to go and get three points on the road is a yeah. big win for them. And they're, they're moving up that league. And I think they're going to be okay this season in terms of avoiding the kind of bottom spots. But this is a massive game against the side who obviously right in about them as well in Hood. So I think the even money on Osana to win looks very strong. And I'm also back Osana to score two or more goals at even money also. Yeah, I think um, what Osana did was they strengthened again in the summer with some loan signings. They brought in Emil Sildnes from um, Hamcam, I think. And um, also... Um, Christopher Barman from Allisund. So, yeah, they strengthened probably at the right time and, and hopefully for you and hopefully for them, they can get themselves up the league and, and out of that relegation trouble. Yeah, I think that was like a good price given given their home form and Hood, uh, yeah, Hood away from home do struggle. Yeah, they've not won many games away from home at all this season. They've maybe only picked up three or four points on the road, Hood. So, yeah, that Osana one looks good. And as we said, David, it's a, it's a pretty tricky car, but I still think we've managed to find some really nice angles across both the leagues. If you could just give us a quick summary of your tips for the weekend, please. Yeah, I mean, not not too much on offer, but um, looking at Sarpsborg in the Asian Handicap Corner. So that's minus 1.0 in the Asian Handicap Corner, Sarpsborg. That's 1.975, and that game is on Sunday. And also on Sunday, Frederikstad to score two or more goals against Songdal. That is 1.8. And uh, yeah, that's that's all I'm going for this weekend. Nice. And at the moment, I have on the channel, I've shared the Olesund Corners, over 3.5 corners at even money against Volaringa on Sunday evening. And I'm also quite big on Osana to beat Hood at evens and to score over 1.5 match goals against Hood at evens also. And there's a couple of, obviously, lines as well we spoke about. I think the Hamcam corners bet looks pretty decent as well, 4-5, away from home to hit four. And I think we're expecting goals in the Rosenborg versus Wodeglint match on Sunday also. Yeah, I mean, also this this weekend, I'm possibly going to a game. I think so. Verdal, Verdal, my, my local team are playing um, Bodeglimp two on Sunday. Nice. So that's probably a really good place for a bet because Bodeglimp, obviously, their first team is playing on uh, Sunday, so their second team will also be uh, also be down in Trindelag, um, visiting Verdal. So um, yeah, uh, should be a should be a nice game to watch on Sunday for me. I think. If the weather's if the weather is suitable, <laughs> and I think it's something we've spoken about a lot though, is just keeping an eye out for the, the B sides playing at the same time or the same day as as the first team, and more often than not, the B sides struggle when that happens. Yeah. On, on, purely on the basis that they're sending uh, a really yeah. young, experienced team, so yeah, all, always something to look out for. Um, you can follow David on Twitter. I'll let you share your handle, David. Yeah, at dweatherston eleven. 
and Dave is often sharing um, snippets from the world of Norwegian football. And you can also follow me on Twitter as well at Browning84Greg. Thanks for listening. Some cracking bets this weekend coming up in Norway. We've also shared our Scottish podcast as well, so be sure to listen to that. And we'll be back next week, um, and Paul will be joining us. So thanks very much, and all the best for the weekend.